mezuzah, and tefillin. A mezuzah is a little object that is traditionally hung on a doorframe, typically at an angle. It contains what is called the Shema, which are a few verses taken out of Deuteronomy chapter 6. Starting in verse 4. Hear, O Israel, Yahweh our God, Yahweh is one. You shall love Yahweh your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. And you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. It is the part that mentions writing the commandments on the doorpost of your house and on your gates that the tradition of the mezuzah was founded. There is also the commandment to write the commandments on your hand and forehead. Contrary to the Pharisees, the Sadducees and medieval Karaites took the commandments to be figurative. The Pharisees preferred to take the commandment literal because then it could be seen in front of men, and they liked to make them as big as possible. The Pharisees used this interpretation as another means to draw religious attention to themselves. Matthew chapter 23. They do all their deeds to be seen by others, for they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. Also contrary to the Pharisees, we also do not consider these to be literal commandments. And there are a couple reasons for this. First of all, this section of scripture called the Shema is loaded with Hebraic poetry. For instance, are we to only teach our children the Torah when we are sitting in the house or when we are walking, getting ready for bed and waking up? Of course not, but that is what the commandment literally says. What it really means is that we are to always be teaching our children the commandments of God. Can you see that? The Hebraic poetry continues, giving us figurative instruction to make a point. The Hebraic language involves a lot of figurative language. To write something on your hands and forehead means to hear and do, which is what the word Shema means in the first place. The word Shema in Hebrew literally means to hear, but to hear in such a way that you do it, to observe or witness something. As an example, when we write something on our forehead, it is not literal. It means that it is in our mind. That is what the forehead figuratively means. When we write something on our hand, it means we take action on it. The hand is symbolic of action. The mind, or forehead, tells the hand what to do. So to write something on our forehead and hand literally means to hear or observe and then do it. When we write the commandments of God on our forehead, it means that we hear them and then observe them so that they are in our mind. Once they are in our mind, we write them on our hands. Hands are symbolic of action. We then do the commandments of God. In order to further illustrate the figurative nature of this Hebraic poetry, here are a few other examples in which Yahweh told us to write something on our forehead and hand. Exodus chapter 13. And it shall be to you as a sign on your hand and as a memorial between your eyes, the forehead, that the law of Yahweh may be in your mouth. For with a strong hand, Yahweh has brought you out of Egypt. And then again in verse 16, It shall be as a mark on your hand, or frontlets between your eyes, the forehead, for by a strong hand Yahweh brought us out of Egypt. Also, see Deuteronomy chapter 11. You shall therefore lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul, and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. 
We also see that the adversary has his own mark. The adversary has his own instructions, contrary to the word of God, that he wants others to hear and obey. The adversary has his own Shema, Revelation chapter 20. Then I saw thrones, and seated on them were those to whom the authority to judge was committed. Also, I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for the testimony of Yeshua and for the word of God, and those who had not worshipped the beast or its image, and had not received its mark on their foreheads or their hands. They came to life and reigned with the Messiah for a thousand years. Revelation chapter 14. Then another angel, a third one, followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives a mark on his forehead or on his hand, he will also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is mixed in full strength in the cup of his anger, and he will be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. However, just because something has symbolic meaning, it does not mean that we should not do a commandment literally. For example, as we reviewed earlier, the wearing of tzitzit has a symbolic meaning, but we apply that literally. Why? Well, for one reason, as we already mentioned, we are supposed to see the tzitzit that we are wearing to help us remember to keep the commandments of Yahweh. The other reason is because nothing prevents us from carrying out this commandment literally. It is easy and possible to literally obey the wearing of seat seats. As it relates to the writing of all the commandments on our forehead or hands, we cannot do that literally. They would not all fit. And not only that, can you imagine writing hundreds of commandments on your forehead and hand every day? This is why the Orthodox Jews simply place the Shema in a box as a summary of the commandments and then strap them to their forehead and hand. So even they are not keeping the commandment literally, as it is not possible. Placing a few words in a box is not the same thing as all of God's commandments. In addition, strapping a box to a head or hand is not the same as writing them on a head or hand. Thus, there is no possible way to keep this commandment literally. It must be figurative, only figurative. This makes sense, as we already revealed the contextual, figurative, and Hebraic poetic language in the sentence prior about always teaching our children the Torah, or the law of God. That leaves us with the writing of commandments on the doors and gates. Again, some place the Shema in a box to represent all the commandments and then place that on a door. That is not a literal application of literally writing all the commandments to the door frame of our house or on our gates. However, it is possible for us to do that, but given the figurative language of the previous few verses, this is likely figurative as well, and we will demonstrate what it means. When we write the commandments on the door frame of our house, that carries special meaning in terms of covenant theology. It basically means to remember the covenant for your household with your Creator. For more on this, we would recommend watching our teaching, The Threshold Covenant. At the gates of the city, in a Torah-based government, the elders were supposed to be at the gates, making judgments on matters of the law with the people. Thus, we want to make sure that the commandments are always remembered at the gates of the city, where these judgments are to be made. We review this understanding some in our teaching titled, Should We Stone Our Children? All of that being said, the commandments in the Shema, found in Deuteronomy chapter 6, are likely figurative, but with a practical and literal meaning once the symbolism is understood. 
Despite all of this, if one wants to use a mezuzah or teflon in the same way that Orthodox Jews do, as a tradition, there is nothing wrong with this. We just need to realize that it is a tradition, not a literal observance of a commandment. Our own household has a mezuzah, but we would not consider it obedience, but because we like the tradition.